You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a special thanks to our 2022 show sponsor, New American Funding. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is made possible thanks to them. Today, we're continuing our Legends of Real Estate series with a gentleman who has been in the industry for 50 years. He's a second-generation builder and a developer also, and he's running a company that his father started 74 years ago. I'm very happy to welcome David Chatham, President and CEO with Chatham Neighborhoods, to the show. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you, Carol. It's an honor to uh, be here. Thank you. Well, it's an honor to have you here. I know we were bantering before the show, but 50 years is really impressive. And golly, next year, y'all will be celebrating your 75th anniversary of Chatham Neighborhoods. You know, what a testament to, you know, you being second generation. I know your kids are in the business. We're going to talk about that some in a little bit, but let's just dive in. You know, how did you get into the building business and what made you want to join your dad's company back in 1972? Yeah, that's... uh that's an interesting question. You know, I grew up in the business in my dad's uh, business, Chatham Built Homes. And really from a, a very early age, I was trying to remember, I think I was around nine or 10 years old when dad first uh, let me uh, kind of work in the business. I think probably some of the contractors uh, babysat more than I, I worked, but uh, I was cleaning up uh, houses, sweeping out houses, stacking lumber. It's funny, dad always uh, taught me that a clean, neat, well-kept house would always sell faster and for more money. So he thought having a broom in your uh, house was always important to keep everything clean and neat. Uh, as I got older, I worked in the summers uh, in high school and college, primarily on the framing crew, as well as some of the other trades that we had. In 1972, the year that I graduated from Georgia, I'll never forget I had a a Saturday morning meeting with my dad. Dad always would call me from time to time and say, hey, I want you to come home this weekend and help me get these houses ready for inspection. The bank's going to be in on Monday. I want to be sure we got everything cleaned out, looking good. And meet me uh, Saturday morning at seven o'clock. And reluctantly, I would, <laughs> I would do that, uh, come home from Athens and do that from time to time. And I recall this one time when dad and I were together on at breakfast uh, on a Saturday morning, and I said, Dad, you know, I've been thinking, I'm getting ready to graduate here, and I'd really like to do my own home building company, kind of make my own mark. I'll never forget the look on my dad's face is he looked so disappointed. Um, and he looked at me and he said, you know, David, I have worked all these years to create a family business. And I really expected you, and I'd really would like for you to be part of that and stay with me. And hopefully one day you can carry this on. And, you know, I think from that moment, it was like, you know, a light came on in my mind. And I thought, this is crazy. What am I thinking about? I've got the greatest opportunity to work with my dad and to continue to build this company. And from that time on, I, I worked hard and and uh, stayed in, stayed with the family business, and uh, here we are, seventy-five years later. 
That's impressive for sure. Well, wow. I mean, what a great story. And, uh, you know, I kind of agree with your dad on a clean, a clean house and a clean job site. It just, I think it makes working conditions better and it just makes everything look better. And it, you know, it's just not a mess. And it's nice to come to work if you're the one working on the job site. And then if you've got people walking through it and looking about and looking at buying it, then they know that the builder cares about his work and cares about keeping it clean. So. Well, talk a little bit about your dad. Um, I know Howard Akali, he's just, he's a name in the industry. You know, he did a fantastic job of, of building the company. Um, and I'm sure he told you stories that have been handed down. So talk a little bit about what year he started building and what that was like. Yeah, you know, dad really got into the home, home building business by accident uh, in 1948. <clears throat> dad had come home from World War II and I had temporarily gone back to the family farm where my granddad was a sharecropper uh, up in Old Milton County, the North Fulton, Cherokee County area, and was later able to get a job with Fulton County on a survey crew. And he met my mother a couple of years before they were married uh, in 1947, and they decided to build a house down in the what I call the Northern Buckhead, Wyuka area on a street called Hardeman Road. And mother and dad built that house themselves. I mean, they worked at night and on weekends. Um, dad actually used a lot of the labor from the farm and a lot of his friends and family. And uh, he tells me the story of how he drove the mule down Crabapple Road and Highway 9 and scooped out the basement with that that first basement he dug and uh, dug the footings by hand and dug the well by hand and did everything themselves. And mother worked as well. She tells stories sometimes of how she would shine the headlights of her car in the foundation so dad could work after dark. And it took several months, obviously, for them to build that first house, but they were so excited and so proud of it. But of Mr. Bradford had come along and he had been talking to dad off and on as they were finishing the house. And he said, you know, Howard, I would really love to buy this house. <clears throat> would you consider selling it? And dad says, well, let me talk to my wife and get, I'll get back to you. So he talked to my mother. And obviously my mother was like, Howard, we can't sell this. We work so hard and it would put us much closer to where we work downtown. And dad says, well, what about if we rent the basement? And I'll buy the lot next door and we'll build another house. And reluctantly, my mother agreed to that and sold that house to Mr. Bradford. They moved in the basement and he started the next on the next lot. And the exact same thing happened again and a third time. And they finally got to move in that, I think, the fourth house that dad had built. And my early memories, quite frankly, I that was 1948. I was born a couple of years later, but we would build a house and move into it, sell it, build another one, move into it. So we moved around a lot in my early years. But dad caught that post-war baby boom generation that were coming back from the war, getting married, starting, you know, families, buying houses uh, quite by accident. He took a leave of absence from Fulton County and started building during that six-month period and talked to everyone he knew to get advice on what he should do. Should he leave the county and start his own home building business or 
And I think with only one exception, everyone said, Howard, you would be crazy to leave a government job where you have these benefits and insurance and all these opportunities there. And you got to remember, these are Depression era, era families that just thought that security was the single most important thing. Everybody but my granddad, Fred Chatham, who lived on as a sharecropper on that farm, said, uh, Howard, your mother and I have been saving their, our money and we've got about $500. And if you want it to start your business, you're welcome to have it. And he said, I think Mr. Westbrooks, who's on the farm next door, may also have a little money that he could help you with. So dad borrowed from my granddad and Mr. Westbrooks $1,000 and started full-time Chatham Build Homes. And uh, that's really the the genesis of, of how we got into the building business. Along the way, we, like a lot of builders, got into a lot of other businesses. Uh, we got into the grading business, the building supply business, plumbing, electrical, lighting and appliances. Uh, we even had some true value hardware stores for a time. Wow. But I guess, I guess the company that's most notable, uh, in 1955, Dad had a little bit of an inventory of houses. He couldn't seem to sell them. And he said, all I, all I know to do is to start my own real estate brokerage company. And that year, he rented a little space at the corner of Peachtree and Piedmont and opened a real estate office called Northside Realty Associates. He started with six ladies. And within just a few months, Dad had completely sold out his inventory. Wow. Northside Realty... Uh, began to grow beyond just what dad was building into other areas and other communities. And really the company got so big, he couldn't continue to manage it and still do his building. And he'd been very impressed with a, a young agent uh, by the name of Ed Isaacson. <laughs> so in 1958, he hired Ed to manage and be president of Northside Realty and Northside flourished under Ed's leadership. And then later he hired Johnny, I think around 1967 when he graduated from Georgia. And uh, Johnny shortly thereafter opened our East Cobb office. And then I think he made Johnny president in the late eighties, or excuse me, the late seventies, early eighties. And uh, we, that company just continued to grow and, and flourish under the Isaacson's leadership. And, uh, Dad sold Northside, I think it was in 1991, when he decided to kind of simplify his life and just really focus on home building. <laughs> wow, what a fantastic story. Well, you know, I guess as an aside, you all also ended up in the development business. Talk a little bit about that and some of the different communities that you've developed over the years. Yeah, Dad's first communities, uh, really, he, he built as I mentioned on Hardeman Road, built out that particular road. He, he stayed in that Buckhead area for a number of years. Uh, I know he built a few houses down on West Wesley and in that part of Buckhead. But I think he made the biggest leap and had the, mo you know, the largest growth period when he went to Sandy Springs, which again was way out in the suburbs back in that period of the 1950s and 1960s. And probably one of the most noteworthy neighborhoods, which I would really call his first um, stamp Chatham built home neighborhood was probably River Shore Estates, which 
is actually where I first started when I graduated from Georgia in 1972, down to the last couple of phases of that neighborhood. Uh, later, we had continued to be a pioneer. He moved forward to the north, uh, over uh, east and west, into Cab County, Cobb County. And then the big leap was when he went across the river and started in Roswell with Brookville West Country Club, uh, our first golf course neighborhood. And then later moved on further north into Forsyth County with the Polo Fields, which was a second golf neighborhood that Dad did. And over the years, I mean, we've, we've tried to go back and count, but we've counted over 150 neighborhoods and well over 6,000 homes uh, over this 75-year period. Very impressive. Well, talk a little bit. I mean, obviously things have changed a lot. Talk a little bit about how home building and development have changed over the years. Well, I've seen a lot of changes in that area. Um, you know, I guess one of the biggest changes that I, I remember is, you know, Atlanta in the early early days that I recall was a majority of small entrepreneurial type builders who built a smaller volume of homes on single family lots uh, as we grew, you know, uh, northeast and west as a city. But today we see a lot of larger regional and public companies that have, you know, really the vast majority of the market share that we have now. Um, it seemed like every time we would have you know, recessions and setbacks, you'd see builders, smaller builders go out of business or, or decide to retire out of the business. And these large independent, these large uh, public companies were, took more and more market share. I guess another, another change I've noticed, which we've all noticed, uh, is probably the density product that we have today versus many years ago with townhomes, more townhomes and apartments and condos and age-restricted cluster homes. And I guess the newest phenomenon that we're all seeing is the, the built-to-rent neighborhoods that are being built primarily on the outer edges of the city. Uh, and I guess lastly is the building and development business has really had changed with more and more government regulation. Uh, it's taking so much longer to get property entitled for, with just land planning and zoning and utilities and environmental concerns, you know, like wetlands and tree surveys and tree recompense. And, you know, the government also is getting more and more involved, uh, these cities and counties, in our design and review of the product and, and what that product might look like. So I think those are some of the things that I've seen happen in our home building business that have changed, you know, over the years. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot going on and a lot of changes, and it continues to change. Well, you know, I guess it was just in your blood, and um, and you you know, kind of went back to your roots because you've started a successful real estate firm as well, correct? Yes. Talk a little bit about that. When did you found it, and you know, who all does it serve? Yeah, after we sold um, Northside uh, in 1991, uh, we continued to obviously build and develop. Uh, we had a period of we had, uh, non-compete. And after that expired, I started a company with a partner called Legacy Realty. And Legacy primarily, in fact, really only sold homes within our neighborhoods, new homes that we or some of our builders uh, were building. And over time, I had more and more people come up to me and say, David, would you resell our home in, in your neighborhood? 
And I said, you know, I really have to keep Legacy focused on the new homes we're building. And our builders are very concerned that we're just focused on selling their product. So I had suggested to Harry that we go out and start looking for maybe another franchise opportunity that would do resales because we were really getting a good opportunity from our current owners for that business. And we looked at everything, I guess, from Remax and Better Homes and Gardens, Century 21, and on and on. And we heard about this new company that was coming to town called Keller Williams. Uh, it was a company that was started uh, by Gary Keller. And so Harry and I flew to Austin, which was their, uh, their headquarters at the time. And Gary Keller was a very charismatic guy and, and started telling us his dream of growing that company nationwide and that we could have a ground floor opportunity in Atlanta if we were interested. Well, you know, we left there so excited and we went ahead and bought the North Atlanta market, franchise market. And in 1999, we opened and built our first office in Alpharetta. We currently have got uh, offices in Alpharetta, Roswell and Peachtree Corners in the Atlanta market. And I'm a minor partner in some other offices in Birmingham, Alabama, and other parts of the country. Uh, in our Atlanta offices, we have around 1,500 agents. And the philosophy of Keller Williams is interesting because it was so different uh, from what I had grown up with in the sense that really we're in business to help agents create their own business. And it's a, it's a very bottoms-up approach to managing the office, um, a very open book financial model uh, that the agents really flourish and grow in. And Harry recently retired, and my, uh, my new operating partner is a guy by the name of Andy Peters, who is doing an outstanding job. Fantastic. I remember when Keller Williams came to Atlanta in 1999, I actually worked with Kay and Bob on the PR launch to help yeah. them introduce Keller yeah. Williams. That was a lot of fun. So sure. um, fantastic company. Ready to take the next step in becoming a homeowner? New American Funding can make it happen. New American Funding is a nationally recognized direct lender for residential home loans. Real estate agents and builders love New American Funding because of their in-house processing, 14 business day close guarantee, and the servicing of their loans. They will work tirelessly to help you achieve home ownership backed by thousands of five-star reviews from their customers and with convenient branch locations, more and more residents trust them to close their loans on time. Call New American Funding at 678-898-3540 to start your home buying journey today. Well, golly, you know, you think about changes and just in the last few years, we've uh, had this interesting pandemic. And, you know, I guess a lot of us, when that first started, we were really afraid that we were going to have our second great recession. Um, obviously, there's a few similarities and some big differences. Talk about, you know, what's what's different and what's the same. Well, the great recession is still very, very um clear in my mind that was a tough period for us and we by the grace of god were able to work our way through that and I'm very thankful that uh, we were stronger and better for it i think uh, in the rearview mirror 
Uh, the Great Recession really uh, was more of a, a credit and banking liquidity and overbuilding crisis. Um, I, I can recall as banks began lowering the bar for credit qualifications, <clears throat> you know, more and more home buyers could qualify for mortgages. As that happened, we as home builders began to build more, overbuilding this market. Uh, it's funny, I, I remember a phrase we used to say, if you can fog up a mirror, you can get a home mortgage. And people were getting qualified for homes all over the city. And we took advantage of it and developed and built homes everywhere. At a point when the banks began to reach some liquidity crisis, um, you know, foreclosures began to ramp up, credit had to tighten, builders and developers were, you know, beginning to go out of business, go under, banks were failing. And this was by far, to me, the longest, deepest recession, obviously, since the Great Depression. Whereas in contrast, uh, this pandemic, we'll call it recession for now, um, was really caused by you know a worldwide disease that just shut down our entire economy. And as we began to reopen, I don't think any of us had ever experienced, I hadn't experienced anything like this. I recall just a few days after the, the government had basically shut us all down, I, I got into my car just driving around and it was eerie quiet. There was nobody on the roads, there were no stores or restaurants open. I thought, what is what is going on? I have never experienced anything like this. Uh, because unlike the Great Recession, the underpinnings of our economy at that point were pretty sound. I mean, home inventory was uh, in a good place. Interest rates were affordable. Credit standards, uh, you know, were, were strong. Uh, inflation was in check. And there just was no reason for a recession except this pandemic that had hit. But, you know, it. we all kind of paused that period of time, several months. And at that point, there was a shortage of, of homes came back on the market. You know, we're down to around a, a month to a month and a half inventory now in the Atlanta area. As you know, the government uh, pumped money into the system. They dropped interest rates to an all-time low. And it's taken months and months for manufacturers to restart their production of supplies and and materials that we need to build homes and other things in our economy. And of course, that's created a, a supply chain shortage and long delays. And today it's really tough to know exactly what a house is going to cost you and exactly when you can deliver it, simply because you don't know when some materials uh, will be delivered. And then when you add on to that, the Russia uh, invading Ukraine, you just have a, a totally different kind of a economic period that we currently are in. I want to also just mention, I meant to mention it earlier, but the whole work from home phenomena that accompanied this period where people realized the homes they were living in weren't conducive necessarily to a home office or to the quiet that you needed to work from home. And people began to look around for larger homes with home offices a little further out in the suburbs. They didn't have to go into the office every day necessarily. And it created an even greater housing shortage, as you know. If, or maybe we are in a recession today, uh, I think most economists, though, predict that hopefully it'll be short-lived in a shallow recession. And again, our industry continues to, I think, be in a good place with all the underlying uh, economic factors that are involved. Yeah. I should be less painful, hopefully, if we go into this period. 
Hopefully we will continue to thrive. Exactly. Well, it seems like that you took it to your heart from your father that it was a family company. And obviously you have instilled that in your sons since all three of your sons work with you today, making this a third generation business. Talk a little bit about their roles in the company. Yeah, that's that's a great joy in my life uh, to have all three of my boys involved in our business. <laughs> we are a true family business. Uh, all my sons live in this North Atlanta area. We we actually all go to church together. We have family outings and gatherings uh, quite often, and I get to see my 11 grandchildren probably at least once or twice a week, so it's fun. We go to a lot of ball games and sit on a lot of bleachers watching those kids, grandkids, as they grow up. Gabe is my oldest son, and he really focuses mostly on our land acquisition and development portion of the business. Miles, my middle son, works primarily on design, uh, marketing, social media, that area. Very talented, uh, especially in, in, the, in the design and marketing uh, side. Lance, my youngest son, heads up our construction. And he, along with my cousin John, do an outstanding job in building our custom, uh, primarily higher-end homes in North Atlanta. But at the end of the day, we all work together. You know, occasionally we bump into each other. <laughs> as most family businesses do. There's a lot of challenges, but there's a lot of reward in having a family business. And we end up with a product that really is a collaboration of everyone. And I'm very proud of the job the boys are doing. And quite frankly, they'll do a much better job than me or my dad in years to come. Well, they're building on the legacy. And I've always liked the the name Legacy Realty for that reason, because it really is a legacy. You know, not only you. have you built a legacy, your father built a legacy that he passed to you that you're passing to your, your children. But then together, you are all building a, a legacy for everyone who buys one of your homes. You know, you talk about your 11 grandkids. Well, think about the 6,000 homes you've built and how many kids have grown up in those homes. And all of that history and all that legacy, it's just its just cool. I mean, it's still one of those things that just it gives you a warm fuzzy, right? Yeah, thank you. It really does. It's uh, its what gets me up every day and makes me, keeps me excited about our business. Absolutely. Well, uh, what has been the most rewarding part of your career? You know, it's funny. I still get up every day so excited about um, creating really great places for families to to live, to grow up, to make memories, to get involved in, in the fabric of the community that they're in. You know, we've had a lot of families where the, the grandfather, the father, and the grandchildren, three and four and five generations of families have lived in our homes uh, all over the city. And we're, uh, you know, most of, of the homes we'll sell are just from pe people who said, hey, I got friends that live in one of your homes, and they told us to call you and come see you. and so we really have a family of just customers, and that's exciting to me. I also enjoy, as I mentioned earlier, watching my sons and mentoring them as they kind of blossom in the area that they're gifted and, and so good at in uh, areas of our business. But just, just to go back and drive through communities, older communities, some actually that you know were built even long before I became, became active in our business, it's just exciting. I had a guy call me the other day. and. Um, he said, David, I, this is an interesting comment to make to you, but I collect old Chatham built homes. <laughs> and I, I said, that. you collect them. He said, <laughs> he said, yeah, they have such good bones. And he said, mm -hmm. I buy them, you know, 
fix them up and lease them. And he said, I am so proud of this portfolio of homes I have that you and your family have built. So it's fun to hear those stories and it keeps us going. And we're excited just to be in, in this business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, I, I thought it when you said it the first time and I thought it again, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're very blessed that all three of your children have such talents and skills and that they're all slightly different and they were all yes. interested in different aspects of the business. I mean, that's phenomenal in itself. So, and I know two out of the three of them pretty well, and they're very impressive, uh, very impressive men. So um, looking you. forward to watching them as they move forward. Um, and I guess, you know, talk a little bit about what you're doing now. What is Chatham Neighborhoods doing now? Where are you building? What are you working on? Yeah, we're we're still developing uh, neighborhoods, uh, primarily in the North Atlanta area. We currently have uh, a neighborhood in downtown Alpharetta that uh, we are building exclusively ourselves. It's really walkable downtown. We have a new neighborhood in Milton, uh, just completed two neighborhoods in Forsyth County, and have another one getting ready to start, uh, hopefully, in, in Cherokee. So we primarily are in those, those markets right now. Uh, Chatham Bill Homes, uh, we're still... You know, continuing to build really our luxury custom homes that we have built all these years. You know, that's our niche. We kind of understand that. We actually are a Southern Living Builder and just actually won the Southern Living Builder of the Year Award this past year, which we're very proud of. And I'm very proud of the boys for for earning that award. But we, you know, every time we stray from the niche that we've really developed, uh, we tend to have a hard time with it. So we try to stay. Uh, really in that luxury custom home building area uh, and develop. And, and, you know, we've learned to develop, you know, now more for the uh, national builders recently sold homes and, uh, excuse me, neighborhoods to some of the public companies. Whereas before we were building and selling lots primarily to smaller volume custom home builders along with ourselves. So we've had to kind of adapt as the market has changed. Well. You know, you all do a great job with you know your wheelhouse, that luxury custom home. So I see no reason for you to diverge at all from that. Keep doing what you do and doing it well. And um, I'm sure all the nationals appreciate your lots and the, you know, the well thought out you know, topography and the well thought out planning that goes along with that. Because so much of it is bringing that lot out of the ground properly. So that it becomes a pretty home site, right? And you end up with a pretty streetscape and all of those things that start, you know, looking at the dirt, and knowing what it can become. Yeah, thank you. I think it helps, quite frankly, to be a home builder, maybe before you're a developer, because you do understand what, you know, high quality lots really look like, what they are. Mm-hmm. And as you're developing, you can make adjustments to try to create very high quality, uh, desirable lots for the builders. Right. You know, it kind of goes back to just because you can put the home on the lot doesn't mean it's going to look as good as it could or should if there was more exactly. thought put into the lot. So, yeah. Well, last question. Um, what advice do you have for someone looking to start a home building business today? You know, I, I think I think I would advise uh really anyone who who is interested in the home building business to first go to work for another successful builder, preferably maybe one of the larger builders, maybe even one of the public companies, uh, so that you could learn as much as you can about the different aspects of building and also understand some of the systems that those larger builders uh, employ. The other thing, it really gives you a taste to be sure that you truly love home building. 
because you've got to be so passionate and devoted to that business when you get ready to launch that you really need a good taste of it before you go out on your own. And I guess the last um, bit of advice is really just to be sure you're well capitalized. It's become more and more expensive to be in this business. Recessions come and go, it seems like, in shorter intervals than they used to. And it's, uh, you know, it's just an uncertain world. And the home building business has long lead times. And you've got to be able to withstand a lot of the things that may come your way. So those are just some thoughts for people that are thinking about about our business. A wonderful business. And if you love it, there's nothing better. But uh, really understanding it with another home builder who has been successful is probably the best way to start. Yeah. You know, and it is, you bring up some really great points. I mean, the technology and the systems that run behind a well-run home building company are, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them and there's a lot to that part of it. Probably much, you know, it's much more than loving the sawdust and swinging the hammer and loving the process. And, exactly. you know, if, if you love that part of the process, then, you know, maybe you want to do one aspect of it and not the whole, you know, the whole home building company, but yeah, it's interesting. And there's just so many different great jobs within home building. I just, you know, I, I love seeing these younger generations come up through the, you know, the ranks and get it in their blood. And then, you know, I guess they get sawdust in their veins really. And, 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 you know, just love it. And it's, you know, it's the American dream. It's, it's, it's yes. something tangible. You know, I, I picture you driving through, you know, Brookfield West and some of your you know earliest, you know, neighborhoods that you built and, and looking at how they've changed over time and looking how the landscaping has changed and how the trees have grown and how some of those big, beautiful houses are, you know, they're just stately now sitting on those lots. And that's, you know, that's something that you can be proud of at the end of the day. You know, when you, when you get up and you leave your desk, you know, you've, you've built something tangible. Yeah, you're exactly right. I still love to uh, to get out of my office and, and drive these new neighborhoods that we have as well, a lot of the older ones, and kind of see how they've aged. Uh, as you said, the landscaping has matured, the uh, the value and the way those homes are you know, sitting on their lots and the entries and the details that we tried to think about um, you know, in those early days start to pay off over time. And it's fun to go back and see that. Yeah. And to kind of see the families that you remember that bought those homes and what they're doing now and, you know, what's going on in their lives. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, with that, I'm going to ask one final question, which is how can our listeners get more information on you and on Chatham Neighborhoods? You know, you really just simply have to uh, go to ChathamLegacy.com or you can also visit uh, the ChathamCompany.com. And it really will tell you all about our family of businesses and a little bit about our history and and what we're currently doing. So we we welcome you to take a look at that. Excellent. Well, I think you and I could talk for another hour, but we're going to have to wrap it up. So with that, that wraps up today's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'd like to thank David Chatham with Chatham Neighborhoods for joining me in studio today and sharing his family's history. It is quite a legacy. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, follow Atlanta Real Estate Forum on Facebook. For more Metro Atlanta news, sign up for our newsletter at atlantarealestateforum.com. And you are welcome to continue the conversation by downloading downloading and subscribing to this show for free on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Um, if you're interested in being on the show, contact me at carol at denimmarketing.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you right here for our next episode. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.